0: Welcome to the Kingdom Church Podcast. We're so glad you could join us. You're listening to a brand new message. So whatever you do and wherever you are, sit back, relax. Here it is. Ephesians chapter two is what I want to read for our passage of scripture this morning. Verse 19, it says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and it rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together. Touch the person next to you. Don't touch him, it's COVID. Look at them and just say, you too. You too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Um, I just want to call this message this morning, build your church, build your church. Can we clap our hands once again? Thank you so much worship team. So glad that you guys could be here today. You guys can be seated. Uh, love you guys such a special morning. Uh, and I'm just glad that you're spending it with us here. Uh, I just believe that, um, Number one, God's been doing amazing things, and I just want you guys to know all that God has been doing in this place. And um, I'm just so glad that you're here. My hope is that by the end of this morning, you are able to see that God is still building His church. God is still building His church. So, um, for those of you guys that maybe have seen my wife recently, or you know my wife, um, you may or may not have noticed, or perhaps you just thought she was eating good, um, (laughs) but she's about eight months pregnant. And come on, this is, this is actually the first time I've, I've said it from the stage that she's pregnant, so um, if you guys are like, oh, what's, what's up? Um, that's, that's what's up, that's uh, what's up. And so we're, we're about to, uh, in, in November, we're about to have three kids, because we have uh, two girls, twin girls right now uh, that are turning two in November, uh, so it's going to be crazy. We're going to have three kids under two. Uh, which is going to be such a good time. This week I was, I was talking to uh, Chantel and she was like, Hey, like I just realized like you're going to have three kids and there's only two of you guys. How are you going to do that? And I said, astute observation, but we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make a way. Um, but one thing uh, we know for sure is going to be crazy. Now, uh, we knew uh, when, when Christy got pregnant that this baby was going to be born in November, but one thing that we found out uh, at the first ultrasound, if you guys don't know this, at ultrasounds, they're able to do a little bit of sorcery, and they tell you the exact date the baby is going to be born. They give you a due date, and so uh, what they told us was that this new baby was going to be born on November 18th, 2021. Now, what we need to understand is that our twin girls, their birthday is November 18th, 2019. Now, it's just a due date, right? Like, anything can happen. But in that moment, we began to think, like, wow, how crazy would it be if we had three kids with the exact same birthday, right? And then we just began to think about it, like, um, kind of sucks for them, <laughs> Because like at the end of the day, the whole idea about birthdays, the whole idea about, like, I mean, celebrations, yes, but birthdays specifically are, are, are kind of about you, right? It's supposed to be a celebration of you. And so we just began to think, like, if there are three kids with the exact same birthday, chances are, like, none of them are really going to get celebrated. It's kind of just going to be like a big day and a big party. And then, like, you know, like, we don't know for certain if they're going to be born on the same um, day. But what we do know... It's going to be in that kind of realm, and so we even started to think about our girls' birthday this year, and we were kind of like, "Sorry, sucks for you girls. You're probably not getting a second birthday party." (laughs) It was just like we can celebrate in October. They they won't know. They have no sense of time. (laughs) Um, but like, it's going to be crazy, right? Like, this November is going to be crazy for us, and and I just I, and the reason I'm telling you guys this story is because I've just, as Chris and I, have been thinking about it, and I think there's a principle in it that I just think runs true um, in life, and you you can write this down, you don't have to, but I think that when life is hectic, celebration is hard. Anyone notice that? Like when life is hectic, when life is crazy, celebration is hard. Now, um, if you guys missed it. Um, I'll let you know again, uh, we're celebrating three years today, come on, three years uh, of God's goodness, faithfulness, all those stuff, three years as a church and and uh, it's amazing and we're going to celebrate, we're going to party, there's cannons ready to blast in your face but you need to understand, uh, it's been kind of crazy, like life's been kind of crazy, the last number of months have been kind of crazy, anyone would agree with that? Like, the last, the last year has been crazy. The projector behind me is going crazy, apparently. Um, it's just a, it's a crazy time. And my first reaction when life is hectic is I don't really want to celebrate. I just don't feel like it. Right? Like, it's been hard. It's been a hard couple of years. Like, like literally. So uh, you, you guys may not know this, but I'll do some math for you. So three years uh, is 36 months. Our church has been around for 36 months. We started in September 2018. um, And in March 2020 is when the pandemic began. And I knew it was kind of close, but like I did some actual math and some research uh, this year. Uh, Literally, our church has a halfway point. And COVID 2020 is our halfway point. And so we've existed for 18 months before COVID. And we've existed for 18 months after COVID. It's crazy. Yeah. Like half of our history has been during the pandemic as a church. I'm going to be honest. I don't even really remember what church was like before the pandemic. Like, I don't really remember what it was like when every third word wasn't vax, mask, distance, don't touch me, don't cough. I I don't remember. Like one thing I I do remember is uh, we used to huddle as a team. We still huddle as a team. Uh, before service but back in the day this is crazy you're not going to believe this um, when we would pray we would all put our arms around each other like as a team like I don't know a whole lot but I have a strange feeling that's never coming back because <laughs> it was just it was a different time right and, and it's been a long time and and it's been a hard time and this last year has been really really hard and so there's just something inside of me where it's like man I don't want to celebrate Anyone like that? When times are hard, when things are are not the way you want it to, It's like, I don't want to celebrate. In fact, and I know a lot of us go there and a lot of us have this thing. It's not even that I don't want to celebrate. A lot of the times it's like, I don't feel like there is anything to celebrate. There's nothing to celebrate. This has been the hardest year ever. But I I just felt God say this week that I need to combat this lie that comes from the devil. And the lie, and it's not just for this church, but it's for each and every one of us in our lives. The lie says there is nothing to celebrate. I came here to tell you today that if you have breath in your lungs, if you're watching in person, if you're watching online, if you made it this far, you have something to celebrate. Every single day we have something to celebrate. And so you may not have wrote the last one down, but I want to write this one down. When life is crazy, celebration is crucial. When, when life is crazy, celebration is crucial because what happens is we get so one-minded. We get, we get into this survival mode, right? Like, I just got to make it one more day. I just got to make it. I just got to get to next week. We just got to get through this. And, and what happens is when, when we are so focused on just surviving, we miss out on all that God has been doing. And I just have this deep-seated belief that God does not call us to just survive. He's calling us to thrive. And so what I want to do today, and the reason we're going to celebrate, come on, somebody, the reason I'm going to share all that God has done, not just in the last year, but in the last three years, is because I want to show you there's actually reason to celebrate. I want to show you what God has been doing. And if you call Kingdom Church home, I want to show you what God's been doing in your house. And my, my hope... Is that as I I just kind of open our minds to all that God is doing, you're able to see not just what He's doing in this church, but begin to reflect and see all that He's doing in our lives. Because I want you to know that when life is crazy, celebration is crucial. And today, I believe that you have something to celebrate. I think today, I said today, you have something to celebrate. So, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna read this passage of scripture. Um, We're in Ephesians chapter 2. If you're new to the Bible, um, the Bible is broken up into two testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, Super simple. The New Testament is just after the time of Jesus. It's the best way to think about it. So Ephesians is a New Testament book written after the time of Jesus, and it was written by a man named Paul. And so what Paul is doing, um, Paul, Paul was this guy that started churches, planted churches. He was a leader, apostle. And so he's writing to a church. To let them know, number one, who Jesus is and what he has done. And number two, he's wanting to let them know that when it comes to the church, the way that the church is built is very, very intentional. And it's centered around one thing and one thing only. So that's the context. And then I'm going to share a little bit about our church as well. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 says, but now, someone shout, "But but now. I said, shout, but now. In Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. Who has, he who has made two groups, one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Now what Paul is trying to say, he's saying, in Jesus, you who were once far have now been brought close. If there's one thing I want you to understand about Jesus, if you've never heard anything about Jesus, he has a heart to bring those that were far close. I talk to so many people, and it's like, Harrison, you know what? Like, if there is a God, if God is real, if church is kind of a thing, like, you do not want me anywhere near there. Like, if I walk into your church, like, I'm a a light on fire. There's going to be fire from heaven. It's going to just consume me. But one thing I always tell people is, like, listen, number one, come to church. But you need to understand the heart of Jesus. The heart of Jesus is to bring those who are far close. And so if you feel like I'm far from God, like that's not even where my mind goes, guess what? You're the person that Jesus is looking for. His heart is to bring those who are far close. His heart is to make two groups into one, the separate and the people inside church, outside church. Jesus wants to make them one. He has destroyed the barrier. Anything that separates us from God in Christ Jesus, it has been broken. And so I just have this this deep-seated belief inside of me, and it's what drove me four years ago, To start the church but I had this belief that if people could just understand if people could just know if people could just hear about the real Jesus everything would change because a lot of people just give up on people right it's like ah they're not church people oh no no they they grew up in church they've heard it they don't that's not their thing but I just I have this deep-seated belief and it drives me in the hard times that if people could understand and know the real Jesus, everything would change. And not even understand or know the real Jesus, my belief is deeper than that. The thing that you are looking for is Jesus. Yeah. That, that thing where like you have it all together, yet there's still something you feel like is missing, I think that's actually Jesus. In fact, I know it's Jesus. Yeah. And so about three years ago, I just answered this call that I felt God put on my heart to start a church for people that did not normally go to church. I wanted to start a church for people that have given up on church. I wanted to start a church for people that were hurt by church, that, that didn't want anything to do with church. I said, I'm, I want, that's, that's the kind of church I wanna start for those people. And so about three and a half years ago, um, in my basement, we began to meet. And at this time, we lived in a duplex in West Edmonton, um, little, little, little basement, it wasn't a huge basement, um, but we just began to share the vision for our church what we wanted to be, what we wanted to do, who we wanted to reach. And um, in that basement, there was like just over 20 people. And I love to, to look out and I see a lot of the faces that were in the basement um, that were there and just from the very beginning. And it's amazing for, for them to see like, hey, we're not in the basement anymore. Come on, like started from like the bottom floor. Now we're here. Um, it's, it's amazing. And in the basement, we just had over 20 people and we started the church now, if I'm talking to people planting a church, I'll tell them probably don't start a church with just like 20 people because um, it's going be to be a lot harder um, than, than it has to be. But I was gung-ho, right? And I was young and dumb and still young, still kind of dumb. We're all right. We're, we're here. Come on, somebody. We're here. Um, but it's been hard, right? It's been, it's been a hard, not just 18 months, but a hard three years, um, but what keeps us going, what keeps me going, is not, you know, the fact that I think worship sounds really good, but it's just this belief that Jesus has actually tore down the wall, right? That you don't, if you come to him, like he's there with open arms, if you can just hear about the real Jesus, everything would change, and that's what keeps us going. That's our mission, and and so what I want to do today is I'm going to share a little bit more of what God is doing, but I I need this reminder, right? Maybe you guys don't need to know what, what God has been doing, but I need it. Because I just have this thing and I'm someone, I just look forward, right? And I'm just, I'm moving forward, 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 forward. Like what's next? What's the next thing? Let's build vision, 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 all that stuff. And what happens is I get so one-minded that I miss out on all that God has done. And so I just, I need, what I need to do is I need to sit back and I need to reflect and I need to celebrate all that God has done. And the other reason I need to celebrate all that God has done is because I live in a way sometimes, and I'm sure many of us go there and live there, but I live in such a way where I begin to believe this lie that everything is built on me. Well, it's all about me, right? How good I am, how much I perform, how much, how, how much vision I have, but at the end of the day, and I think the beauty of being in a pandemic for 18 months, in a pandemic that in many ways could have killed us, maybe should have killed us as a church, but we're still here and I think that a lot of it is just God reminding us who the church is actually built on and it's not built on me, it's not built on people, it's built on Jesus and I want to encourage you that if your life is built on anything else other than Jesus you're building it on flimsy ground and all it takes is tragedy heartache, disease and you're not going to be where you want to be but thankfully as a church it's not built on me you guys okay with that? it's built on jesus ephesians chapter 2 he says consequently you are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with god's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with christ jesus himself as the cornerstone what do we build i love the beauty of this like we build on it's not just us We're building on the people that came before us, the apostles, the prophets, like the words of Paul that we're building on it. But at the very end of the day, Jesus himself is the chief cornerstone. He is the foundation of this church. He is the foundation of every single church, of the movement of Jesus around the world. He is the foundation. I love um, this definition of what the the cornerstone actually is. Um, The chief cornerstone denotes the special place, the special stone placed at the extreme corner, so as to bind the other stones in the building together, the most important stone in the structure, the one on which the stability depended. So, literally, how buildings were built, if they did not have a cornerstone, it would crumble. It would just break. And so, what I want you guys to understand, I need the reminder, and I believe you do as well. Just just write this down so simply Jesus is the foundation. I said, Jesus is the foundation of our lives, of this church, Jesus is the foundation. And I want you to understand something. The world has been crazy. For a lot of us, our life has been crazy. But at the end of the day, the foundation has not moved. (laughs) This morning in prayer, Christy prayed for all the people that have left the church. Um, (laughs) And I asked her, I'm like, what are you praying for? But um, (laughs) you need to understand something. In church, in life, you guys have had people, things shift. Some of us have had jobs shift. Some of us have lost friendships. Some of us have lost relationships. Some of us have lost. But at the end of the day, what pushes us forward is only when we build build our lives on something that does not move. Jesus is the foundation. And so I want to encourage you. If you build your life on Jesus, there's nothing that can stop the plan that he has for your life. And so I'm so thankful. I haven't done it all right in this church over three years. I haven't made every single, mis- or every single decision has not been perfect. But if there's one thing that I know that we have done is that we have built the church on Jesus. And I'm thankful for that. I've made some mistakes, but I'm thankful that Jesus is the foundation. Because when Jesus is the foundation, you need to understand something. We sang it in the song. We don't just sing songs. We declare songs. And it goes, the gates of hell will not prevail. It means if Jesus is moving, there's nothing that's going to stop him. So can I just just share some things that Jesus has done in this last year? Uh, Can I just share a couple things? Um, I told you that when we started uh, the church, we started with about 20 people, um, and God's just been adding to that. And this year, um, it doesn't really make any sense because we've had like two lockdowns, Different rules, regulations, restrictions. Like, it's just been crazy. Um, but in this last year, uh, our team has grown by almost 25 people. Yeah. Like the, just the, come on. The people that serve at church. Um, and, and it's amazing. We now have over 70 people that serve at Kingdom Church. And, like, and, and maybe it doesn't seem like a gigantic number, but you need to remember, we were in my basement at one time. You need. You need to remember we started the church with twenty people, right? And so now we have over seventy people that serve, and the number will be bigger. But we also pray for those that we've lost. <laughs> but like with so much instability, with so much uncertainty, it doesn't really make sense in the natural that this has been the year our team has grown the most. But when Jesus is the foundation, things begin to make a little more sense. Because when Jesus is the foundation, the foundation is firm. And though the storms may come and the seas may rage, He is our firm foundation. We're putting our hope in Jesus. He'll never let me down. Come on, Sid, sing it out. <laughs> Worship was amazing. Do you guys, was it good? Pretty, pretty good. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, look, literally for the last uh, year, uh, started in September, Amy has been, uh, overtaking leading worship, and, um, yeah, come on, Amy, uh, Amy is an amazing leader, and she just builds into people, and she loves people, and I just honor her for all that she's done, and the worship team, I know, honors her for all she's done, because um, she's amazing, and, um, She's, she's been with the church kind of almost like a year and a half, but started in her role for a year. And so part of my job is, uh, number one, tell Amy how amazing she's doing. But I also sometimes have to let her know um, about the history of our worship, just to make sure that she never gets comfortable. Because um, like, uh, And it really kind of started uh, at Easter. Do you guys remember Easter a little bit? Um, So, if you guys don't remember, you could only have 15% capacity, so we decided to go to like a 2,000-person hall, and we had Easter in Edmonton. You guys remember that? That was pretty cool, I think, (laughs) all of us being together. But uh, what we had to do is we had to um, record some stuff for online, and we recorded a bunch of worship stuff for online, and and that day, uh, we had 10 musicians that were on the stage. And I told Amy after that when I was watching it, um, I just I just felt so much gratitude um, because like that was one of the first things that we did. Where like literally every single musician that was there was actually from our church. Yeah. They called Kingdom Church home. Uh, you guys may not know this, but when we started the church, we had like three musicians. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Andrea played drums for 18 months straight <laughs> every single <laughs> weekend. <laughs> And so, like, it's, it's easy to, to look, and uh, what's even crazier is, like, those 10 people on the stage, we actually had some people, like, in the reserves that didn't sing, didn't play. Like, we've never had that. It's kind of like all hands on deck. Who do we have um, that was there? But I had to, I had to remind, right? Amy I had to remind myself, like, it, it hasn't always been like this, right? It wasn't, it wasn't always like this. Because what happens, and we're kind of both like this, I think we just begin to think, like, man, like, what, what could it be like? Right? Who do we need? Like, we need more, and you need to understand. Like, if you're a male that can sing, we would love you so much. Um, if you, if you can play stringed instruments, please, like, come, come talk. Like, there, there's there's definitely room to grow, but we're not where we once were. Yeah. Yeah. Can I let you guys know something? Um, our darkest, like, darkest worship days were uh, probably like the very beginning of two thousand twenty. Um, kind of ended 2019, like, we didn't have a whole lot of people, Um, and literally, uh, someone that was going to lead, like, Friday night, I don't know what happened, uh, but, like, a tree fell on her foot, like, come on, (laughs) and she was like, she's like, hey, I can't lead worship, Um, and, like, today, right, like, if if Sid's out, we'll just get Claire to lead or whatever, but, like, we didn't have those options back then, so it was like, she's out, (laughs) it was like, we out. <laughs> and like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to forget it. I was literally calling people at midnight, calling people at 7 a.m., like churches in three hours, like, hey, we need someone. We don't, we don't have anyone. But we need to remember those things because what can happen when worship is bumping up here, we can think it was always like that. It hasn't always been like that. God has been moving. God has been putting pieces together. God has been building his church. Come on. Listen, last thing. Andreel doesn't drum anymore. He drummed 18 months straight, did his time. Um, we have four drummers now. Like, well, like, yeah, like, and we can just so think, like, I'm so small, four. That's, that's four times growth from one. Right? God is building his church. Listen, every single time we come to this place, we are experiencing the faithfulness, the goodness of God. We are in a miracle emotion right now. And so sometimes we have to step back and just remember. We just have to remember all that God is doing. Like I never I never thought the pandemic would go on this long. Like I didn't actually ever believe we defeated in 14 days. for those of you guys that did, I got something to sell you after. Um, <laughs> how many of you guys love Kingdom Church? Um, but I never thought it would last this long, right? And I, I kind of thought we'd be through it by now. But again, I just see that God has a plan and God has a purpose for every single thing that he's doing. And one of the kind of good things about pandemic and church, and uh, we really invested more into online, right? What God is doing online and We've just seen, and even the last year, right, because at the beginning, it was like a cool. cool. we're online, this is a new thing, Um, but, like, I just wish everyone would come back, right, but we still have so many people that watch online, and I just think that it's God's mercy and his grace and his goodness that he still wants to use it. Sometimes I think, like, you know, like, especially when churches were kind of closed or have been closed, like, the devil kind of thinks to himself, like, yeah, I won, like, I closed the church, (laughs) like... There's no way the message can move forward now. Um, And then God just kind of like hits him with a checkmate. Um, Like I got something else planned. And I've just seen that online has been one of those things where God has still been working through it. Can I tell you guys three stories? Three amazing stories. There's someone um, that's been watching, and we have people watching online, like not just St. Albert, not just Edmonton, but like literally all over. People in Ontario, B.C., even down in the U.S. We've got messages from people. It's just been so cool. Um, But This one is pretty recent, Um, just started watching um, a number of weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, and um, he just let me know that he hasn't been in church for 27 years, kind of gave up on it, not his thing anymore, Um, and he let me know a couple weeks ago, hey, like, Kingdom Church, I'm with you guys, like, you guys are my my people, right, and he's always letting me know when he watches and how much it's impacting him, and um, again, like, the devil, right, what was the verse? What the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for good, for the saving of many lives. Um, just he's just he's working all over the place. We we were talking to a relative of ours um, in BC, and uh, there's three ways you can watch online: Facebook, YouTube, or our podcast. And we're talking to Christy and I, our relative in, in BC. And um, you guys ever feel like people are just flattering you? And so one of he was like, "Hey, I listen to the podcast all the time when I'm driving." And in my head, I'm like, sure, sure you do. Thanks for making me feel good. But he's like, no, like legit. He's like, and he's just like, I, I, he's like, I love the podcast, I love the sermons. Then he goes, come on, somebody. And I was like, let's go. Like he's actually listening to the sermons because I always say, come on, somebody. Like right now, come on, somebody. And again, same thing. He's not a church person. Hasn't gone to church for years. But tuning in, why? Because the foundation is built on Jesus. And when the, Jesus is the foundation, the message will always spread on. It doesn't matter how crazy life gets. doesn't matter how hectic life gets. Last one I'll show you. This is brand new. We had a couple um, that came a few weeks ago uh, And they just moved here from Newfoundland. And they were just like, hey, we moved here, and we just typed in churches around us the beginning of the summer, and we've been watching Kingdom Church online all summer. So we decided to check it out. And I was like, from Newfoundland? Like, that's that's East Coast. Like, come on, somebody. And it's just, what what I'm trying to let you guys know is that God is still working. Even when we don't see it, God is working. I'll let you guys know something. I, I love... Being in person, and I encourage you, continue to come in person, because I think there's something special when we're together. Um, But we have not had a single week, and it's not even close. We have not had a single week where we have more people that come in person than we do that watch online, right? So shout out to Krisia for putting everything online and (laughs) doing an amazing job. Kyle, wherever you are, late nights. Um, But the message moves on because God's grace, right? That's, that's the great reversal. Every single time the enemy thinks he's taking ground, Jesus is actually building his kingdom. And so I just began to wonder, in your life, all of these things that you're going through, maybe you don't like them. You can't see the good in it. What if God's working for something? What if God's working for good? You see, celebration and the reason it's so necessary, the reason it's so crucial is because we can begin to believe that God is not working. And so, we, we build our years very intentionally where we do vision, looking forward, then celebration, looking backwards. And I remember after our first year anniversary, I thought to myself, like, should we always do this? Like, should we always celebrate? And I had a thought where I was like, it's kind of tacky. Like, we'll do like one year, five year, ten year. But like, what's good about three years? Or two years, but I just, I just, and I'm just thankful that the Lord spoke to me and just said, hey, you're going to celebrate every single year. Because 365 days is a long, long time. And I want to tell you, if you have not looked back on all that God has done in the last 365 or the last 720, whatever it's been, you need to pause and you need to reflect because God is working in your life. And I just, I do not want anyone to miss what God is doing because we're so busy looking forward. And so, last thing that, that I'll just share about what God's been doing in this place. Um, one of the things that's been crazy over the last year and, and really this year as well has just been the faithfulness of people. Um, they continue to give to this church through tithes, through offerings. Um, we made a, a commitment last year, uh, w- before our year-end offering, we said, hey, God has blessed us so much this year. We wanna take that blessing and bless more people. And we've just been able to give away like literally thousands and thousands of dollars to different community stuff in St. Albert. We've blessed um, families, just amazing things because of your guys' faithfulness. (laughs) Now, you need to understand why it's crazy. Again, it's a time, a pandemic, whatever. Like, naturally thinking like giving should decrease, right? People should stop giving. People should stop to be careful, survival. But what's happened is that people have been faithful every single year. And so the last 18 months, we've been able to give more away than we have in the entire history of our church. And one of the cool things that we did recently um, is that we were able to pack 120 backpacks um, for single moms and their kids going back to school. And I know a lot of you guys were involved with it. Um, now, you need to understand when we do charitable things, it's never about just school supplies. Like we do wanna meet, the physical needs of people, but we're really hoping that we can meet the emotional, spiritual needs and really paint a picture of who Jesus is and what his love is like. And so um, we did the backpack drive a few weeks back and luckily enough, we were able to get a a letter from one of the moms. Um, She gave it to Megan and Megan shared it with me. And um, I just wanna share what she wrote in the letter because it's gonna tell us why we do what we do. Um, She just said, and I think we, we have it on the screen. She said, thank you, Um, From the bottom of my heart, your help with the children's school supplies is appreciated more than you will ever know. You have restored my faith in humanity with everything you do for our community. The gratitude I feel towards you all cannot be expressed in words. Thank you so much, and God bless you all. Megan even said that when when she was talking, she said that that's my sign that I need to get connected back in church. I need to go back in church. So we're praying for her, believing that she's going to come into a relationship with Jesus. Um, But what I want you guys to know is that Jesus is building his church. Jesus is still working. In the craziest times, the hardest times, the weirdest year ever, Jesus is still building his church. And you need to understand something. Church, when we talk about it, it's not a building. It's not a four walls. It's not four walls. It's not a concept. A church is people. That's what the church is. Ephesians two twenty one. it says, In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. What he's talking about is not physical walls. He's talking about people. He's saying, In him, we are joined and built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. So when we make the commitment, when we take the, 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 the call seriously, Jesus, build your church. Guess what? He builds his church. And you and I are invited to come along in the journey. And the reason I'm telling all of these stories is because for everyone that calls Kingdom Church home, I want you to know what God has been doing to and through this place and how he's been blessing people. And so what I want to do, um, I just want to share with you guys a video. Um, and this is just three stories about how God has been working uh, in in three different um, situations over the last three years.
1: My name is Connor, and I've been attending Kingdom Church uh, since it started.
2: I'm Allie, and I first started attending in 2019, and then I joined the team in 2020. I'm Lena, and I first started attending Kingdom Church just before the pandemic.
3: And I'm Jeff, and... I started attending Kingdom Church during the pandemic online.
1: My first impression of Kingdom Church um, was that it was actually quite diverse. I was pretty excited because I I knew that it kind of had the foundation to be like long standing.
2: The first time that I went to Kingdom Church, I found it to be very like a very warm and inviting atmosphere. Um, and there was also one elderly gentleman that I just kind of fell in love with. He was just there every week and so sweet and so earnest and You know, he totally touched my heart. Kingdom, to me, it really feels like a glimpse of what heaven would be like and just so much love and everyone just wants to pour into each other and just like serve one another and be there to support each other. So if you come, you're gonna be like so welcomed.
3: My impression without having that, uh, you know, sort of in-person experience was, uh, you know, the energy of uh, the church uh, comes, you know, came through on on the video, uh, the passion of the worship team, and Harrison uh, in particular, um, and you know, I, I enjoyed those things, but also the you know the the clarity and conviction of um, you know, a message.
1: once I started going to Kingdom, and I like I really learned what it like meant to serve, and I think I have served in many different roles before. Uh, In my faith, but I never really embraced like serving in the church and what that kind of meant to use church as a way to not only expand my faith personally, but use it to connect with other people that I didn't really have an opportunity to connect with faith-wise.
2: Through King Kingdom I've met so many amazing people and it's been so great just growing in community with people who share the same faith as me and just being able to like pray for each other and support each other and ultimately help each other like grow closer to God.
3: So at our house you know the the church online experience fits really nicely into a Sunday morning and so we have begun a tradition of making pancakes and bacon on Sunday, when pancakes and bacon are done, we sit down. We watch church as a family, uh, with our 14-year-old and our 12-year-old, and you know we all learn and listen, and it, and we can have a great conversation about it afterwards. And so, you know, we've been doing that pretty regularly, and it's every everybody seems to really enjoy it.
2: Being able to have a place where. I can learn more about God and to explore more about, you know, some of the things that I feel like He's speaking to me individually, and then also to see what what's at work in the larger body of Christ is really um, is really beneficial for me as I grow as a Christian. I'm most looking forward to more people experiencing Jesus, specifically people who are like closest to me, some friends and some family who either like had a really um, not the best experience with religion or have a misunderstanding of what it means to be Christian or just don't know who Jesus is. And I just really like pray and hope um, and look forward to the day that they can come and experience Jesus.
1: I think like the most exciting thing that I've seen is like the amount of young people that are going to
0: Kingdom Church.
3: You know, we are looking forward to you know, attending in person as a family. You know it's always rewarding to watch your children grow in their faith and understanding and so that's really exciting Um, but also you know for for me and i I think for you too you know we get uh, you know there's something to think about there's a challenge to take away there's you know something to apply and you know all of that is you know i look forward to more of that
1: i think there's like this is the record amount of people that have signed up for different small groups and i think the, the value of being in a group of people that are all sharing the same goal uh, is something to be like you can't really dismiss that. And I think the amount of people that are just passionate about church and passionate about growing kingdom in different ways and being a part of the community is like, I can't help but be excited about like, the future with how, many, how, with how many people are really just sharing the vision and just getting excited about
0: it. Come on. Jesus is building his church. Can we just clap our hands one more time for the goodness of God? Hey, listen, um, we're just believing that the best is yet to come. That's what drives us is this idea the best is yet to come, that God is still going to build his church. And so for every single person that calls Kingdom Church home, this is what God has been doing in your house. I said, this is what God has been doing in your house. So listen, right now, if you could all just stand up. We're just going to worship together one more time. We're just going to give praise to Jesus. Um, we just sang this, this song. It's called Build Your Church. And I really can, can we really sing it this time? I, that was kind of half-hearted. Can we, can we really worship? I just want to declare this, that we're building on the foundation that is Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. He's going to build this church. And the best is yet to come come on hey thank you so much for taking the time to listen we hope that message encouraged and inspired you if you want more information if you made a decision to follow jesus head over to kingdomchurch.ca we'd love to connect with you until next time take care